0: Real on Reels episode 14. Mandy enter the heavy metal cage. Hey everybody, welcome to Real on Reels. I'm Rob
1: and I'm Jeremiah.
0: And today we're talking about the 2018 Revenge Horror Mashup. Mandy Directed by Panos Cosmatos, which is an amazing name. Yeah, it's pretty a- cool. <laughs> and, uh, written by I'm written and directed. And uh, starring the one and only Nicolas Cage.
1: Nicolas Cage, yes. It's the first Nicolas Cage movie we've done.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is a first. It's a uh, listener pick. Yep. Um, our listener, Carrie, recommended that we watch this film. So, we have done so. And I was glad to have the recommendation because I've been wanting to see this one.
1: Yeah. it. Uh, I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Um, and it is pretty new. It just came out in September.
0: Right. But yeah, I, I want to see uh, his other movie, too, Beyond the Black Rainbow. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, I was looking that up, but I haven't seen that one yet.
0: Yeah. And then uh, after we discuss the film, we're going to be playing a new game called Dude Where's My Card? And uh, yeah, so look forward to that.
1: Yeah, you'll, uh, you're will you going to be subjected to a lot of these Rob puns if you keep listening, so look forward to that.
0: Hey now. <laughs> so, uh, Mandy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the movie we're talking about. Yeah, so Mandy is a uh, very interesting film stylistically, and um, it's a very I don't know it's it's out there, it gets pretty kind of bizarro and supernatural, yeah, it is a little bit out there, and I love it it's, i love I love every minute of it
1: <laughs> a bit surrealistic
0: it was i I thought it was amazing, um but it, basically uh this movie is about a man named Red who's Nicolas Cage and his wife uh Mandy, who is a, she's like a graphic designer, an illustrator, like a fantasy illustrator.
1: Yeah, I think, I think she might be his girlfriend because they have different last names. It's uh, Red, Red Miller and Mandy Bloom. They could be married. Not really sure. but
0: Right. Um,
1: Takes place in 1983. Yep. In the Pacific Northwest. Supposed to be somewhere um, around the Shadow Mountains in California.
0: Yeah. Nick Cage is a. uh, A (coughs) lumberjack. Lumberjack. Yeah. He's seen. I think it opens with him cutting cutting some trees down.
1: Yeah, there's a chainsaw involved, which is a bit of foreshadowing.
0: And then he, <laughs> f- later on, forges an axe.
1: He literally forges the axe, yeah. Which from, is hilarious. From the smelted iron or whatever. Yeah. However you make steel. It was just like... I'm a steel worker and I don't even know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how he had the skill, just because he's a lumberjack, I don't know. Yeah. He knows how to make an axe. That was an interesting scene.
1: Yeah, it was one of those uh, sort of absurdist comedy moments that I enjoyed.
0: Do you want to get get into what it's about? Yeah, so
1: um, it's a simple plot, really. Um, It's a straightforward revenge story Mm -hmm. that starts out uh, establishing these two main characters, obviously, Red and Mandy. And um, obviously, spoiler alert, but it's kind of the whole point of the thing. Um, But Mandy gets killed by this cult sort of yeah. manson-esque cult uh, led by Jeremiah Sand.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: bit creepily uncomfortable that he has a perfect, my name.
0: It's perfect. The best name for a cult leader. It
1: is a, it is a good name for a cult leader.
0: Jeremiah. Like
1: Yeah. I have to admit. To make people even call you that. <laughs> is like, like, like kind f- of
0: I guess a precursor to a cult. To make people call you Jeremiah. The three the three syllable name I think is key. It's four oh, syllables, Oh, you're, you're four syllables. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. four syllables. The more syllables to a name, uh, the better the cult leader. Hmm. Can because you, give you me... have to make people say that many syllables you to example? your name. Do have an example? Not Jim Jones. Uh, <laughs> Obviously not. Um, Je- Jeremiah Sand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I, there's no examples, but I'm saying, for future cult leaders, if you're listening to this, if you don't have a long name, get a long name because that's how you start indoctrinating people.
1: I think I'm okay because my last name is two syllables rather than one. That's
0: true. That is true.
1: But hey, you know, dude's got a cool name. What can I say? Um, yeah, so, and, and there's demon bikers involved and there's some incredibly strong form of LSD that is drunk, like some sort of paste. It's
0: like, it's drunk and it's like dropped into people's eyes. With eyedroppers. Yeah. Um yeah, they're they're a cult that's like they kind of he lures people in with LSD and he that's how he starts kind of his brainwashing process. He tries to brainwash Mandy and uh she laughs in his face. Yeah, so,
1: that's that's one of the memorable scenes. The uh the moment when he plays her his song. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> what I laughably refer to as a song. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's they actually recorded that song. Like you can you can download that. I think on SoundCloud or I could oh, okay. be wrong about that, but it's there's somewhere you can download it. Um but yeah, he shows her the song and she and he she's like, So you wrote this song and the song is about you <laughs> And even though she's like they've like really drugged her up on L S D, like even Used this little bug that kind of looked like a tarantula hawk. Or oh something. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what that was about. That was weird. And Thanks, creepy.
0: brave wilderness, to let us know what a tarantula hawk looks like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's getting stung by something else. What's that? Uh, oh, Coyote the... uh, Peterson's getting stung oh. by something else. The uh, the uh, executioner wasp. That's what he's building up to this month.
1: That sounds awesome. That's yeah. the coolest insect name. I Shout think ever.
0: out to Wild uh, or Brave Wilderness. Love that guy.
1: By the way, if I sound a little rough, it's because I'm getting over a cold, a sore throat, and all that goodness. So yeah, just throwing that in there. So you're aware. Sounds good. You
0: should be sick. More I often. think I
1: actually kind of do sound normal now. I'm a little surprised. Um, <laughs> she gets sick. Okay, that that just clicked. Um, yeah, we'll just uh, move on here. So <laughs> she she he tries to uh, seduce her, I guess, and in front of all a bunch of his yeah. cult followers and stuff, and it's. Um, and she just laughs at him and he just yeah. loses it and it's a good say,
0: uh, tie her up in a bag, hang her upside down. You don't see that happen, but light her on fire in front of Nicolas cage.
1: Yeah. She's already dead at that point.
0: It's pretty brutal. Um, it's a brutal execution.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how they actually kill her. Um,
0: they, they set her on fire. I she think was, she was, she was alive in there. She was she? wiggling around, and yeah, oh yeah, she was alive in that scene. They burned her alive.
1: I mean, the guy was like, I thought the the guy was like wiggling the bag intentionally. No, she was. Because I remember around. him like, oh,
0: Bef- even before the fire. Oh, okay, I guess started. that does make sense. Yeah. But
1: there's no like screaming. <clears throat> that's what I think threw me off.
0: Well, I think was there a lot of sound though? Because I, I think Nicholas Cage be... was screaming too, but we didn't. You don't really hear. Yeah,
1: that, that could have been it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's even more. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. But yeah, so uh how does he survive again? I can't remember. He they, ju- they just let him go, right? Yeah, he's he all, he,
1: he's tied up and um he it was like, tied up like with barbed wire. They've right, got like a, yeah, some yeah. kind of like cross or something set oh, up in, yeah, in right. his yard. And uh yeah, he manages to eventually wiggle out of it and they Expect him to die because they've stabbed him. Uh, Jeremiah Sand stabbed him in the gut or something, yeah. And yeah, yeah. um, but he lives, and it's a little bit revenant esque, yeah. Because he, he, like, normal a normal person probably would have died, but he just, like, his uh vengeance kept him alive throughout the film, even though he gets battered and busted mm. many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually thought since we're on that I, one of the things that bugged me about it was that i don't like okay i see how they expect him to die there but they still keep him alive later because when he does go on his rampage he gets captured pretty quickly mm-hmm. um i think by one of the i don't remember exactly how it happens but one of the biker demon biker guys by the way, these demon bikers—they're um, <laughs> just these like really messed up LSD-addled guys yeah. that sort of—they get their stuff from the the cult, and so they they do the cult's bidding, mm-hmm. and so they ca- they um, there's a really good creepy scene near the beginning. Well, not yeah, kind of near the beginning of the movie, where um, they come in and, and uh, capture.
0: They like uh, ride motorcycles.
1: Yeah, and they capture mm-hmm. uh, Mandy, and that's when they tie up Red. Motorcycle but,
0: gang of monsters
1: right but what bugs me is um yeah they are basically monsters because they have these like demonic voices which i I think a lot of that is just supposed to be part of like because a lot of the movie what what one thing i think that makes the surrealness kind of work is that they probably you could see how people could actually be perceiving things in this way if they were like that messed up yeah yeah, on whatever version of lsd or whatever this is oh yeah and so like the demonic voices i think are kind of manifestation of that but anyway Um, But they they capture him and they just keep him alive. They just like keep him in the basement. And one of the demon biker dudes or whatever um, is just kind of like hanging out near him. And um, he, of course, gets out again. And, you know, he goes and and kills. That's actually a, a cool scene because he gets his axe back. That he made that awesome which is based on the celtic frost logo by the way the oh metal, yeah metal band yeah, yeah. and he, he finds his crossbow i believe but yeah because that was what happened he i think he like shot one of the guys with the crossbow and it, it was the big one i think and it didn't kill him because he's just like these guys it's are too big yeah these guys are just like massive drugged out yeah they're beyond like being human at this point and uh so but the guy the guy they capture him and but th- I don't understand why they just keep him alive and like let him just escape and kill a couple of them. and, You know what I mean?
0: Because otherwise there'd be no movie, Jeremy. Yeah, but they, they could
1: have written in some kind of compelling reason for him to be alive still. Like they're going to use him for something. Yeah. or You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been that hard to put that little detail in there. That's all I'm saying. It's kind yeah. of a plot hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It just it feels I, like...
0: I thought they just kind of were getting off on torturing him.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but they didn't really—they hadn't really done much to him, and Keeping it just him seemed alive like it kind of was wounds. kind of easy for him to get get free. Uh, but well, that, that easy would be for him
0: to get free, but I mean, he still had to.
1: I guess that would be the most plausible explanation that they just wanted to keep torturing him.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, these are not nice people. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> that should be apparent by now yeah that the big dude drinks an entire jar of this like lsd goop or whatever and then nick cage after he kills those guys he man he gets a little bit of it <laughs> he just t- yeah. t- ties a little bit of it and he just totally goes on a trip like <laughs>
0: there's <laughs> he covers himself in blood and, yeah um
1: one of my favorite lines is you ripped my shirt
0: that was my favorite <laughs> shirt <laughs>
1: Just go doing his Nick Cage thing. Oh, yeah. There's but so it's, many it's good not Nick Nick like Cage you you, you, you killed Yeah, it's not like you burned my girlfriend alive and, like, tortured me and stuff. It's like, you ripped
0: my shirt. Yeah.
1: So that was really funny. Um, and
0: the other thing we haven't, haven't mentioned yet is the kind of cinematography of this film. It's very... It was filmed digitally, but it's processed to look... Uh, have a lot of film grain kind of like a vhs quality to it
1: i actually didn't know it was filmed digitally because it d- it does look like it was yeah. filmed in 1983 yeah although yeah. i'm sure it was cheaper to do it the way they did it probably yeah, i'm sure um because the six million dollar budget i'm sure a big chunk of chunk of that was just nicholas cage's salary so yeah <laughs> it, it is i mean it is a low budget movie and it looks like a low budget movie
0: i just want to um, say that I'm, I'm glad that it's unfortunate that nick cage takes as many projects as he does uh but Every now and then he takes one that's amazing. Yeah, he the other ones are, you know, they're what they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he is definitely one of the best aspects of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Funny thing is, um, Panos Kazmatos uh, wanted him to play Jeremiah Sand originally. Oh, really? And yeah, and he, um, Nick Cage, just did, didn't like the idea of playing a character like that, and he wanted, like, he thought that he figured, you know, he. Nick Cage is old enough and we'll get a younger guy for red. Mm. Um, but he was just like, no, nah, I want to play red. And so they, they ended up not, uh, deciding not to make the movie or he decided not to make the movie cause he couldn't get Nick Cage to do the role he wanted. And then like right. a year later, Elijah Wood actually for somehow became connected to it as oh, yeah, a producer. A producer yeah. yeah. And then he, so he, he went to Nick Cage. He was, he convinced him to sit down again with, uh, uh Cos- Cosmatos. Cosmatos. <laughs> and he, that time he was able to convince him to, uh, that's
0: cool.
1: Yeah, to to be in or to uh, or he was able. Yeah, the other way around. Yeah, Nick Cage was able to convince Panos to let him be, let him play Red. Red, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. I guess the other way around. Elijah Wood got Panos to talk to him. That's cool. But yeah. So and it's it's very much a good thing that that worked out that way because he yeah. does a really good job. He doesn't. He actually. I think they make him look a little younger, hmm. and he does do a good job of playing the the stoic lumberjack. Right. And it takes, it's, they, I think they needed to establish him that way at the beginning because it takes a lot for him to really um, lose it. Yeah. You know, and obviously they did (laughs) enough to make him lose it. Uh And the, one of the best scenes is of course that bathroom scene Um, right after he, um, you know, that, that next morning when he like wiggles out of the bonds and goes over to the ash pile where, um mandy's body is it's actually a beautifully shot scene because she's like it's still in the shape of her Skull. he picks her picks up her head and it's still in the shape you know of her head mm. and that just kind of disintegrates because yeah. it's ash but very poignant scene mm. um but yeah then he goes to the bathroom and he hasn't really it like kind of finally hits him yeah. and he just has like this breakdown scene that's not just like sobbing like you would might expect. It's, it's Nick cage. Breaking yeah. down, <laughs> <laughs> Pouring up, pouring vodka on his wounds and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Nick cage. Um, so yeah, the, that was the, definitely as far as acting goes, which might as well get into our categories.
0: Yeah. Um, I did want to say something, but I forgot what it was. So yeah, let's go to their categories. Yeah. yeah. Might, I remember, I remember, might remember it. it later.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I'll just give, I'll just say what my score is. I'm giving an eight point seven in acting, um, yeah. and a lot of that is uh, because of Nick Cage. I don't think any of the other actors really blew me away. I did think um, Andrea Riseborough did pretty well as Mandy, um, hmm. and we'll get into more some issues with that later. But I think with the material she was given, she did a good job of kind of doing what she was supposed to do, which yeah. was kind of be like a. a a Tim Burton-esque like kind of gothy eccentric dream girl I guess Mm. um and she she does a good job she does have a mysterious quality to her performance um and um Linus Roach um I'll get into some issues I have with with the Jeremiah Sand character but I do think he does a pretty good job with again with the lines he's given the way that he is supposed to read them kind of yeah um as being this kind of like pathetic guy, um, so yeah, who, who obviously who is also a megalomaniac, um, right. but
0: I've I've given acting eight an eight point nine, okay, so we're not that far off. I, uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's not one of those movies. I think Nick Nick Cage obviously has the biggest part, but it's not really one of those movies where the acting is kind of on the forefront. Um, but I do I I thought Nick Cage was great in this, and I thought. Um, who was the guy that played uh, Jeremiah Sand, Lionel what?
1: Linus Roach. Oh, Linus Roach. He played uh, Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman Begins. Really? Yeah. I, I knew I'd seen him somewhere before, and that that's what it was. No kidding. He's also in Chronicles of Riddick, but okay. most people have probably seen him in the Batman movie. Interesting.
0: Um, But yeah, I thought he was awesome. I, I always love cult leader characters um, and stuff.
1: Yeah, we're going to do the master one of these days. Yeah. So. and
0: <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, I think more over the top, the better. And he was kind of an interesting character, but that's kind of enough for another category. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Mandy, I, she she was fine. She wasn't um, obviously not a big, she's a big part of the story, but not kind of more in spirit than really um, in person. Yeah. In, yeah. in in flesh, I guess. Because uh, yeah, she we'll, dies we'll so soon. Yeah, we'll flesh
1: that out a little bit more later. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> um, and uh yeah, so what's our next category?
1: Oh, uh, how about direction?
0: Direction. Um I'm big fan of the direction of this movie. I love the style um of it. I love just the It has
1: a bit of a David Lynchian um like oh man, I, I'm not even sure how to word it. It kinda it has like an uncomfortable quality and uh Yeah a kind of like an otherworldly quality and there's all these like especially during like the more tripped out lsd scenes there's a lot of like pink light and Mm -hmm. or like magenta maybe and it's just uh it's used really effectively to create this um otherworldly atmosphere and it, it reminded me of some of the stuff from like twin peaks and some other david lynch uh movies and jeremiah sand himself reminded me a little bit of frank booth from uh uh dennis hopper's character in um Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's this kind of like... Although... Oh, I might as well just say, I think Dennis Hopper... I would have liked... I really would have liked Linus Roach to actually be more like Dennis Hopper because he was intimidating in that movie. And Jeremiah Sand is not... He's just pathetic from beginning to end for me. I just... Mm. I didn't find him the least bit intimidating. He's just a crazy megalomaniac.
0: Yeah, but I do think his kind of... (laughs) His strong arms His The people in his camp Make him intimidating You don't necessarily need to be intimidating When you have People that are willing to kill for you Um Surrounding you
1: Yeah That makes sense I just would have liked For him to be More of a a Formidable villain Yeah I think it would have added more to the Triumph Of the final Of that scene Where he kills him Which is a cool scene Um
0: I'll get to this when we talk about the writing, but yeah, it's, uh, I'll get kind of more into that. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves but, a little uh, bit. But, direction,
0: I'm going to give a 9.5. I, I love okay. the style of this movie. Wow. I love, um, the way it looks, the, um, I don't know, the editing. Well, I mean, obviously that's a different category. Um, or is editing one of our categories? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I, yeah, I think it's a visionary kind of work. Hmm. Um, And it's definitely got his Panos Cosmatos' style Hmm. written all over it. I mean, I've only seen trailers of uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, but it seems very much in the same vein of, like, kind of a Hmm. lo-fi, 80s, nostalgia-esque, you know, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: he does do a good job of achieving that look that um, makes you definitely feel like you're in the 80s. Yeah. And just some of the, some of the old school, like, you know, fantasy references, mm-hmm. um, like she's reading the f- fantasy book she's reading is that uh, is not a real book, but it's... it gives you, it, it has the, the kind of title that you would expect, uh, like a, an obscure fantasy book to have. Mm-hmm. It was like sna- something with snakes. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. And there's this kind of weird, like almost subplot where there's like these, an- these little, these few animated sequences based on like the art that she does. And, right. um, it seems to be like maybe um, I don't know. Maybe it's intended to be some kind of like mythical parallel to the the cult, the the cult that actually exists. I'm yeah. not really sure.
0: Wait, oh, it's this not is made what, very clear. Yeah, and that that actually. Drawing my memory of what I was going to say earlier, this movie kind of reminds me of. Uh, um, it's kind of like a comic book.
1: Yeah, there are some comic book references. It,
0: uh, not just like in terms of references, but in terms of its its style and its characters um i could see very much see this as a kind of like a graphic novel
1: i could see it being yeah uh a few issues of a graphic novel yeah Yeah. um i could yeah i didn't think about that way but i could i could see that Mm. i think it actually would work it might actually work better in that format actually um anyway yeah so yeah um, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna oh, give yeah. it that's okay I'm gonna give it an eight, 8.1 for direction okay um, yeah I, I pretty much agree with what you said I, I just for me um, it I did, it, nothing really blew me away about it mm-hmm. like I, th- I think it's well done and it does I give him credit for achieving um, I think the the feel that he was going for and for yeah for the for the style just the yeah the metal style and um that the like pacific northwest kind of like feel that you get right for for lack of a better
0: way of putting it and it uh, also kind of reminded me of the movie green room oh okay i haven't that seen movie? that no it's kind of also said the pacific northwest and it's uh got patrick stewart as like a white right. supremacist uh it's a great film but it's kind of got that low again that lo-fi
1: oh i didn't realize that um I've I heard know, It good, just kind of reminds me of it.
0: I heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think it's. I think it's solid. Uh, there isn't anything that makes me think of the word visionary. I just. It doesn't quite hit that for me.
0: Um, well, I guess visionary might be, might have been the wrong word. Um, I just think it's. I don't know. I, I just think the style is very much. In place, you know, just like, kind of like the same thing that you see when you look at a Wes Anderson movie, you know, it's a Wes Anderson movie.
1: Yeah, Wes Anderson does have a very distinctive
0: aesthetic. I, I could, I can definitely see now what Panos Cosmatos' movies look like. Like you could, okay. you could look at his films and say, okay, that's a Panos Cosmatos film. Hmm. So it, it's kind of unique in that sense. So well, visionary might be right, but it's definitely. Uh, fully realized, distinctive. A
1: fully realized aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it's distinctive. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm giving a good score eight point one. But Okay. Uh so cinematography. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with the seven point three. Um again, not a bad score, but just nothing I there was no there I don't think there was even a single shot in there that made me go, wow, that's really incredible. Um, I mean there was the one with uh, the like weird like northern northern lights thing that happens where it's like pink for some reason. Mm. That was pretty cool. Um and I do think um yeah, like the scene with uh the close up of like uh Mandy's face like all ashy was cool. Um but I just think for the most part it's uh, pretty straightforward cinematography.
0: See I I've given it a nine point eight. Oh wow because I think I just love that style that cinematography it's the it is that kind of seeing neon through fog kind of look you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, where it's the Pacific Northwest Northwest thing again it's kind of (sighs) there's a lot of colors in things that contrast the night because it's, it's a lot of it's set at night mm. um i don't know i just thought it was all all looked awesome i thought it the colors really popped um i love the kind of grainy look of it um i thought it fit the film very well it made it uh even more of a grindhouse film than it it is yeah
1: we, sh- we should even said that earlier this is very much a a grindhouse film it's pr- it's almost it's almost like an elevated grindhouse yeah um, this,
0: i mean this could have easily been a trailer in the grindhouse double feature that oh yeah uh, tarantino and robert Re- robert Re- robert rodriguez made yeah um so yeah that's um i i just love these kind of types of movies so cinematography is always important i think because mm-hmm. i love grainy films okay the more grain the better okay. so if i i don't if I don't even see the movie because <laughs> there's so much grain. I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, not bad, but didn't, uh, didn't impress me quite on quite that level. And I think it, I don't know. I just feel like I've seen, um, I, I, d- I didn't give me anything really that made me think, Oh, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or that I don't know, just, um, that I felt like pushed, pushed any boundaries. I mean, it was good for what it was. It was, it was very good grindhouse cinematography. Um, but I just can't really say a whole lot more about it than that. Mm. Um, all right. So music, music. Good. I'm going to do an 8.2. Uh, the music was done by Johan Johansson, which we mentioned in, um, last episode. Uh, he died recently, in April, I believe it was. And, um, he, the music and Arrival was great. Music in this movie is awesome. Um, he does, there's a cool, uh, uh, that he, he bookends it with like more rock music, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of um, 80s synthesizers strewn yeah, throughout yeah. that help add to the hellish atmosphere. But it starts out with uh, a song from King Crimson and it finishes with Starless. Yeah, Starless, and it finishes with, or almost, to, almost at the end, like right before the like confrontation with Jeremiah. There's this like doom metal yeah. song that I just remembered that transition really well. I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with an 8.2 on music.
0: Um, I I like the music. I'm at a, a 8.8 on the music. Um, I love that King Crimson song, Starless. Yeah, and I thought it was. Uh, I, I was so surprised to hear it. Mm-hmm. For such a low-budget movie, um, I was just so surprised because King Crimson, I think, is they're kind of notoriously stingy with their—they must have liked this movie, yeah. yeah so um, I was surprised to hear it and pleasantly yeah. surprised. Um, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I love the metal, I love the synthesizers. So um, eight point
1: eight, sweet. All right, so screenplay—I um, felt like that was by a little bit of a margin. I thought that was the worst aspect of it. Um, I gave it a seven and um I, I just have a few issues like i said um i think there could have been more of a reason for them to keep him alive um i do think that it takes a long time I, the, the title screen doesn't come in until like an hour and 15 minutes into it mm-hmm. after he sees i think it's right after he sees her burned body and that whole thing yeah um and it i, I don't think it needed to take that long to get to that point point. and i think that with all that time that they spent they could have done more to make you care about these characters especially Mandy because I think they spent a lot of time establishing Mandy as being this kind of like a eccentric right almost um like hermit type person and
0: yeah, we're, we're we're in agreement on that yeah. I've given it a seven point4 um, oh, okay for a lot of the same reasons that you're mentioning right um I, I think that we don't I the characters were not as fleshed out as I would have liked them to be um you know it's kind of hard with revenge movies cuz they're revenge movies by na- their nature are just very simple and you're supposed to connect to this person based on their revenge right like mm-hmm. people see revenge movies cuz people like revenge mm-hmm. um and they they like seeing it enacted um to the fullest extent so i i don't know i i don't think it Like, you do look at a film like Taken, a classic revenge movie with Liam Neeson. His character isn't that fleshed out as well, that well either. You know, these characters are kind of...
1: I was actually thinking about bringing up that movie because it does... It's not a movie that I would give high marks to in very many ways, but it does have that subjective feel of like, you know, this is kind of a a fun, simple... Movie that's effective. Just I, because, I challenge
0: you to watch Taken and not have a good time. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just great. Mm-hmm. It's like that that Death Wish, it's kind of a yeah the and thing. When, you know,
1: when it comes to the revenge movies, though, I mean, I it, I think this kind of thing. I don't know. I might be expecting too much because of the budget, but because it did have kind of a low budget, which was, I mean, six million today is that's pretty much low budget. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, but it's been done so well many times before like old boy right uh kill bill movies um i just think i don't know i i don't think that they did enough to set the screenplay apart and make it something different like do something with um with with the layering of the characters maybe because it's so it's so straightforward it's kind of a thin story really it's like Mm -hmm. okay there's these two people okay one of them gets killed the other one's going to avenge her and there's some demon guys and a cult leader and he murders them and that's, it's over. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. I just really wanted there to be a little more depth to it. Yeah. And I, again, maybe I'm, I, I real, like I'm giving it credit for being what it is. Like I'm not trying to expect too much out of a grindhouse movie. Um, but I just think it could have been, it's all, it's kind of frustrating cause it does some things really well and I, th- it would have been, it could have been maybe even a masterpiece. Um, but
0: you could say that about any movie could well, have made yeah, a masterpiece
1: i suppose so i just i think that um it wouldn't it was, wasn't that far off from being a more interesting screenplay hmm. and it, i just it's a little bit of a i feel like it's a little bit of voice yeah. opportunity
0: yeah it does kind of like i wish i don't know it does kind of go
1: and i mean there's like there's a few some things that are not really they're not fleshed out like there's they there's they make a this they make a big deal out of this uh this like mythical dagger and this mythical horn that that one of the cult one of the cultists hands to Jeremiah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does what even happens with that? Did they give him to the bikers? I don't even remember because it doesn't figure into the plot really. Yeah. And I think it would have been cool if that had figured into the plot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess he uses the horn. I think he uses it to call the bikers or something, but it's still just it seemed um they made a big deal out of things that they didn't really follow up on. And like, like earlier on when there's that long scene where she's telling the story about being a kid and her dad wanting her to kill some baby birds. Oh yeah. And then she like, she says, Oh, I ran away, which you're pretty sure that she did kill the birds because of the way that she like hesitates to answer. Mm. Um, I don't know that I just felt like that was pretty much unnecessary. That whole scene. Mm.
0: Um, well, I think it was just kind of, that was a, a failed attempt at fleshing out these characters. Yeah, I agree. Or at least too little, too few. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. Um, I don't know.
1: And uh, yeah, and it would have been nice to have some more of an explanation of why he why he prefers a crossbow, why he made an axe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it's got a lot of.
1: I think even the reason for kidnapping Mandy was kind of vague. I realized, like, Jeremiah was, like, he, like, became obsessed with her because he saw her on the road and was just like,
0: oh, I gotta have her. Right. Um,
1: But I think there could have been a little more depth to that, too.
0: Yeah, they they just kind of (laughs) blew their wad too early with this this movie. Uh, They didn't pace it out. I think they killed Mandy too quickly. Um,
1: you know, that's a good point. I think it probably would have been better. I was, if they su- had... I
0: was super shocked they killed her that soon.
1: They did. Yeah, there was this kind of like, it's almost a jarring transition where there there's this thing going on, this like dual plot line going on where Nick Cage is tied up and she's with the cult yeah. and then it's suddenly she's de- she's dead or suddenly they're killing her. Right. So, yeah.
0: I, I think maybe after she kind of showed Jeremiah Sand up, if they had somehow given her more LSD or whatever and eventually did make her into...
1: Yeah, they could have easily do a
0: follower, and she ki- and but she eventually makes her way back, and, they, mm-hmm. and then then they kill her. She could have gotten captured. case trying to get her, you know, right.
1: She could have gotten captured earlier in the movie, yeah. and there could have been more of a overlap of him like chasing them down while they've still got her alive. Right. Um, and then she died. And actually, I think that would have added to the emotional impact too. Maybe even because it's like you think she might get, she might not get killed yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas i think pretty much anybody going into this movie already knows okay this is gonna be a revenge movie where she dies and he goes after the bad guys yeah so yeah that's a really interesting point that i didn't even think of that but um yeah so
0: next category
1: yeah i can't do better than the seven on screenplay i might even i'm thinking about it going lower yeah <laughs> uh so yeah set design and art direction um, I'm going to give it 8.3 for that because I think that was one of the strong points where I think that they had the, that, that house that they live in in the middle of the woods is really cool. Like they've clearly just built it themselves out yeah, of like that was, yeah, random, really cool, like reclaimed wood and, mm-hmm. and, and uh glass and stuff. And it's very, um, it's kind of an avant-garde house. They have like a glass wall where yeah, they're like able their, to look out into bed the woods.
0: Is, yeah. Their bed is like surrounded by windows. Which yeah. Is whatever. But
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, And so I I like that, and I I I just like the way that they had they set up all the lighting, yeah. Throughout, they had to have been they had had to put a lot of thought into that. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It kind of those windows around their bed just like made me it, it made kind of the it set in the fact that these people are kind of unaware of the dangers around them. Like
1: I did have that sen- Yeah, that is one of the things I really liked about about that set was, um, it, it did make it. It gave you the sense that he's like, that they're like alone and surrounded, and, and they think
0: they're more alone than they actually there's no,
1: are. Right? There's no like protection, yeah. and they feel yeah. And that I, I was going to get into that point actually. They, it's one that they,
0: the they're th- more isolated than they think they are. They, right. They're not as isolated as they think they are.
1: That's one of the things that I liked about the screenplay actually was that, and I think maybe this was something they really wanted to emphasize, and it didn't quite work as well mm-hmm. as they thought it would, but they they set up this kind of like almost serene first half. Yeah. And then it gets really just crazy and demonic in yeah, the second half. They're
0: they're basically isolated. They live in the woods. They live right. um and she works at like what, like a where does she work? At a bookstore? Uh, or, or no, it was like a convenience store. Yeah, I think it was just a convenience she was store. was reading a book. Yeah. Um She yeah, she works at this like little convenience store in the woods and lives in a house in the woods and it's all,
1: and they, they, they actually, um, that scene was, um, one of the, uh, cult cultists, the older lady trying to get information from her because mm. she already, Jeremiah had seen her and they wanted to know where she lived and stuff. Yeah. So that was a cr- kind of a, an, an awkward scene.
0: Yeah. Art direction. Uh, and what was the other set design? Yeah. I give that an 8.95. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, very specific. Uh, I, uh, Yeah. I all think right, it was great. Kind of go, goes with the art, the cinematography. I think right. it, the, it all ties in, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, I think I maybe was giving more credit to the art direction because of. Um, it was more of like what was in the scenes rather than how they were shot. Right. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: that's true. Like, yeah, like the bug and the tarantula hawk. Right.
1: Um, okay. So post-production effects i'm given that an eight because i actually thought that there's some pretty impressive effects in there um i like the way the gore parts are handled mm-hmm. um when he like cuts the like big dude's throat and is bleeding all over him and yeah, yeah. um he
0: just gets soaked in this guy's blood
1: yeah and there the chainsaw scene reminded me a little bit of the lawnmower scene in dead alive oh yeah uh where he you know he was he's got him like tied up somehow and he holds him onto the lawnmower and the lawnmower just chops him up more and right. more and in this movie, he holds him on, down onto the, he has him like chained up and he uh, pulls him onto the chainsaw and the chainsaw just tears into him yeah. while he's laying on it. Um, and the, uh, yeah, the cutting off the head of one of the demon dudes mm-hmm. and lighting a cigarette on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the of course, crushing Jeremiah Sands head. Right. That was a nice moment of special effects. Yeah. So. What do you um, give it, Rob? Uh,
0: I've got it as an 8.3. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was great. Nothing like nothing spectacular, but it was great for. It served its purpose. Right. Yeah, I, I was glad to see not a lot of CGI. It seemed to be a lot of practical effects.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that there was an actual tiger in yeah. that one scene with the chemist. That was a weird scene, but
0: yeah, um, which I, I which is why I kind of like very much appreciate this director because he's. One of these guys that seems to stray away from CGI as much as possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, there were really... I don't know if there was any CGI in there. I think it was all just yeah. stuff they actually built. and
0: Practical, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is o- almost always better. I agree. It just it, it stands the test of time. You look at movies back, um, like The Labyrinth, I was... Uh, the labyrinth is all practical effects and it's amazing and it still looks amazing. and still awe inspiring, but you look at mm-hmm. something like, uh, the Scorpion King. Now, oh God. And the, <laughs> the CGI in that film is just abysmal. You look at the back of these movies and they're embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you look back at a movie like, uh, even like Ray Harryhausen's stop motion animation. Yeah. Practical effects. It's, it's, it looks good. Right, and it, for some reason, it's, it's, lasts. it's, it's that it's,
1: uncanny valley thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get to a certain point, you have to be really, really realistic. And there was this period and of time where CGI was being heavily used, but it wasn't really good enough yet. Right. Like even when you look back at the first Harry Potter movie, like I thought mm-hmm. that was amazing at the time, but now I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. they they it got so much better in the later ones.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I read, a, I was reading something interesting about that film, the making of that movie, the banquet scenes when they're all eating in the uh, Great Hall. Um the food was made fresh the first day. So all the that was like when they would like eat and stuff. They were allowed to eat the food and then, then like they didn't want to make all the food again, so they just <laughs> left it out. And oh. so the next day it's just like they were I think they filmed it over three or four days. So each day it got it smelled worse and worse and they were like telling kids just pretend to eat it. Uh, oh, but it smelled like rotting food by, that's it, by the end of awful. it. awful yeah
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of surprised that didn't show up on the film at all <laughs> yeah I know wow uh, it's
0: it's hilarious wow <laughs> but anyway oh, man um, where are we at now
1: uh, we're editing editing let me go 8.5 on the editing um, I thought that it's not the kind of movie that really makes you think oh wow that was hard those that those were hard edits or whatever but I did think that the way the um, any of the action was done really well. Like the way that, cause it's tricky to make sure that you have, that you hold the shots long enough and so that you know, like what's going on mm-hmm. because so many of uh, so many action movies, just it's so frenetic that you can't even tell like who's punching who it's just, it's a whirlwind. And I right. thought that in this movie it was, it was handled perfectly where you knew exactly what was going on. And, um, and i think just generally it uh i didn't feel like there was anything like jarring or weird I didn't catch yeah. any like goofs or um so it, yeah i think
0: good editing eight point five i gave it a straight eight okay. um like again i i don't think there was any th- it nothing really stood out to me as bad or good like particularly bad or particularly good so i think that's a a nice score yeah yeah being nice there Rob it's good to be nice so are we at the uh, are we at the
1: real factor yet? It's time for the real factor. This is going to be real interesting.
0: Real factor.
1: What is your real factor, Rob? Real factor.
0: <laughs> um, my real factor for this film is nine
1: point one.
0: Nine point one. Okay, I love revenge movies. I love mm-hmm. Grindhouse movies. Um, I love strange movies. Um, I like movies with a lot of like, unex- you know, kind of unexplained weird things like tarantula hawks and, uh, <laughs> LSD eye drops and monsters and paste and, uh, yeah I, I just love it I, <laughs> so I, it was right up your alley oh yeah would you, i love the cinematography i just loved everything about it
1: let me ask you a question though would you have liked to see those um, demon bikers be a little more differentiated and be able to see them better because I, when they were on screen they were so dark most of the time and the two of the two smaller guys were almost identical you know what i mean
0: yeah it, it, it would have been nice for them to be a little more differentiated yeah. But lit better, I don't know. I kind of like the way they were lit because it was it accentuated their shape, you know. They kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Clive Barker characters. Um, Clive Barker name like Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Hellraiser. Well, Hellraiser. yeah, the
1: guy with the all the nails in him. The big guy Hellraiser. had all those nails in him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and it kind of yeah. Just I don't know. I think their shapes were distinctive enough. Hmm. But um, I don't know they. They sort of kind of served their purpose. They were kind of like a nameless, faceless. They were kind of just zombies, really, right? Um, so I, I think they kind of brought the horror. You know, this is like a horror movie too. It's yeah, a revenge horror movie.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been a little more effective if they had uh, made them a little more distinctive. But yeah, they they were sufficiently creepy. They did a good job with that aspect of it. Um, and that was pretty much all of the horror element. It just came from those characters, and and that w- did work. They didn't have to really. They they were kind of trying to not go into horror territory too much. They didn't do jump scares or like any of that. They wanted it to be. Um, I think could have easily gone into the more of a horror direction, and that probably would have made it less of the kind of campy grindhousey kind of thing that it that it is. Right. Um, but they were still able to add that horror element okay i'm my i'm gonna give it a real factor of six and um i think the purpose of the real factor is to kind of push or pull you know the the ratings in a certain direction to kind of um get closer to a score that you feel is appropriate overall because i think i gave it some high marks in some specific categories but my general feeling of it was just not i I wasn't really pulled in by it because like i said the the screenplay um i mean there's plenty of style to make it entertaining but i i felt like the screenplay was very lacking and um it just it could have been better i think jeremiah sand could have been more intimidating like i said and and i think we actually came up with some ideas that would have made the movie work better yeah just a couple of simple things Um, so yeah, it feels a little bit of a wasted opportunity. So I'm bringing it down a little bit with a six.
0: Okay. Um, how many categories do we have? I I need to average up my score.
1: Oh, it's, it's nine with the real factor.
0: My score for Mandy is 8.75.
1: All right. And we average that out with, uh, my score of 7.78 with the eight repeating (laughs) and that get...
0: Oh yeah, go ahead.
1: That gives us a real score, oh. which is the only score that matters. Yeah,
0: it's the only official score of movies.
1: Yes, and that score is eight point two six nine four repeating.
0: Right. Um. So <laughs> good job, Mandy. I'd say we, we probably should come up with like a threshold. At what point do we rec- stop recommending a movie?
1: Oh yeah, That's a good point. Um. What would, what would you think would be a good number? Just, oh, I don't even know. You put me on the spot here, Rob.
0: I, I think we should have these conversations <laughs> to be as transparent as possible. I suppose so. So people know that we're being up forth and upright.
1: Up fourth. <laughs> okay, right <laughs> Well, Rob likes to make up words sometimes. Um,
0: I think so. anything below a seventy.
1: Yeah, I think well,
0: so. I mean, real on reels recommended. The yeah. real on reels seal of approval you don't get unless you're above an 8.5 well I don't know mm-hmm. we'll discuss this we'll get back to you um, <laughs> take if you're listening please k- please be taking minutes for these meetings um, and yeah we'll talk <laughs> take our next quarter
1: <Yep>. yeah no next quarter yeah okay we'll have a business meeting with our our audience so uh should
0: we get shall we get to our new game please (laughs) all right let's play dude where's my card dude where's my card dude where's my card dude where's my card only unreal unreal all right so dude where's my card is our new game that you'll only find on this very podcast that you're listening to so don't stop listening to it ever or we'll find you and your address.
1: Turn those cards down so I can't see uh, them. Oh, did you see one of them? <laughs> I didn't read them. Okay, good.
0: Keep, um, them, keep them down. So the purpose of this game is... Uh, I forget what they call this game. Like in real... Because it's a real game. <laughs> we've we've basically come up with three characters on post-it notes. And we're going to put them on one another's heads. <laughs> and we're going to get to have two minutes...
1: Our, our listeners are screaming the actual name of the game right now. But... That's okay. Our listeners are probably like screaming the actual name of the game right now because they probably know what the card on the forehead game is called, but
0: that's okay. (laughs) It's called Dude, Where's My Card?
1: Yeah, our version is called Dude, Where's My Card?
0: That's all that matters. Um, So we've got these characters, and we have two minutes for each character to try to ask questions to to narrow down and deduce which character is on our head. And uh, each... We have two, we have a potential to get two points for each character, guess correctly. Each um, character. Each character, um, which is from a film that we will hopefully discuss with sometime called The Imagineers. Um, Visioners. Visioneers. Yeah, not The Imagineers. <laughs> Close. Uh, and this, you get two points if you answer it correctly. Um, if you would like a hint at any point, we have hints. Mine are very kind of riddle like and cryptic. So hopefully they'll be helpful, but. To require a little bit of thinking. Um, oh, it's going to be hard for me then. And. Mine are a little easier, I think. <laughs> at that point, if you ask for a hint and you get the question right, you're going to lose a point. You're only to get one point.
1: You get a point if you get it right. If you don't get it at all, no points.
0: Right. So. Possible Jeremiah, six points total
1: because we've got let's three. Let's play this guys. game. Yeah,
0: alright. So, put this on your head. <laughs> you look so stupid with that card on your head. Well,
1: here's yours, Rob. Okay. You look equally stupid. All right, Thanks. so it's all balanced out now. Awesome. Um, do you want to go first?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll go first. All um, right,
1: what's on your mind?
0: Let me uh, set a two-minute timer first, just so that we're on the up front and okay upright.
1: Yeah, two minutes. Two minutes per uh, question session.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. And these are all—all all all yours are for movies. Yes. Okay. So all mine are for movies as well. Um. Am I from a horror movie? No. Am I from an action movie? Eh, kind of. Um. Am I from? Am I, Am I a woman? No. Am I a man?
1: Yes, kind am of. Am I human? No.
0: Am I an alien? No. Am I an animal? No. Uh, am I a mineral? No. Um, I'm just going to keep this. I'm, it's not sticking to my head. Okay. <laughs> Too many essential oils. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you I? smell of
1: fresh lavender, okay. Rob.
0: Thanks. Uh, oh, jeez. Two minutes. I, oh, no. I've only got like 55 seconds left. Uh, I don't know. Two minutes might not be long enough. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Oh, jeez. Am I... Uh, am I dead? Do I die at the end of my movie? No. Um, Am I from a Marvel movie? No. Am I... I need my hint. Tolkien. My Gollum? No. Am I, uh.
1: Come on, you're getting there.
0: My Legolas? No. Oh, fuck. Am I a good guy? Yes. Am I Frodo? No. Am I a hobbit? No. Am I a dragon? No. Am I a wizard? No. Oh, uh,
1: I guess I made this one a little hard.
0: Uh, <laughs> I my time's up.
1: Oh man, you're getting there. Your character was Treebeard.
0: Treebeard. Oh. Yeah,
1: if you had said plant, oh when no, you, <laughs> no. <laughs> you said mineral, oh, but said you, said
0: didn't of, you didn't think you didn't think of said plant. And joke. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, That's that would funny. have been a big hint. Treebeard. I right. didn't think
1: about putting a hint a uh, uh, plant as a hint, but
0: all right, you got close. All right. Um, all right you ready for yours yes let's do it okay it's let me uh let me look at my hint real quick cause i didn't write it on my <laughs> thing like you did i put on my notes <laughs> um where is it oh here it is okay so go
1: all right am i from a fantasy film no am i from an action film no am i from a comedy yes is it a comedy from the two thousands on? Uh, yes. Is it a, a, a Will Ferrell movie? No. Is it a Ben Stiller movie? No. Is it a an Owen Wilson movie? Nope. Is it a Vince Vaughn movie? Nope. <laughs> Is it a, a comedy character? Is it a Jonah Hill movie? Nope. Anything to do with Judd Apatow? No. Oh, man. Is it a movie?
0: Oh. You have one minute left.
1: Ay, caramba. All right, let me use my hint.
0: Your hint is morbidly silicone.
1: Morbidly silicone? Is it like that... It's uh, not that Wax Museum movie because that's a horror movie. Uh, silicone. Um, morbidly silicone. Is it uh, sh- from Shallow Hal? No. Uh, morbidly silicone. Ugh. Does that have something to do with fake breasts? Yes. <laughs> oh, man.
0: I mean, that's Is involved. It, it's not about it.
1: Does that have something to do with death? no is it de- is it smoochie from death to smoochie no <laughs> is it rainbow Randall from death to smoochie no. <laughs> um oh man that clue doesn't help me at all man that sucks
0: it, it will when i say what it is
1: yeah i'm sure
0: <sighs> um right man, time. i'm yeah it's uh Big Mama from Big Mama's House.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I was on the right track with Shallow Hell because of the fat yep. suit. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Morbidly Silicone, I thought, was a good it, good it Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just wish I was more of a fan of uh, Tyler Perry movies.
0: <laughs> that's not Tyler Perry. Oh, it's yeah. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence.
1: That's right. <sighs> Might as well be Tyler Perry. All right.
0: Damn. Okay. <laughs> uh, Big Mama's House is a classic, so... F you. It's not
1: bad. Not bad. It's funny. Um, See so what? Do you want to? You want to just do one more each, Rob?
0: No. Let's do all of them.
1: All right. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. We're 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 yeah. This will gonna be an extra long episode.
1: Sure. Because we're generous guys like that. All right. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, hit me, Rob. We'll hit each other with our new pu- oh, yeah cards.
0: Let me, let me find which one. I, okay. I found the one I want to give you. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, all right okay they're
1: stuck to the foreheads yes all right it's your turn rob
0: okay all right am i from a horror movie no am i a person yes am i female no um (coughs) am i from a revenge movie no. Am I from a sci-fi movie? No. Uh fantasy? No. Action? Yes. Um hmm? Oh, okay. Um Jeez, oh, I don't know, man. I What's what's the hint? Your hint is whip. Whip. <laughs> Indiana Jones?
1: Yes Sweet That was too easy even hint, wasn't <laughs> That was <it? laughs> very
0: very easy So yeah. I get a point Oh we didn't uh, where, Where's our standings? Point standings
1: Oh our point standings
0: The all important we're, point standings
1: We're at uh, 37 and thir- to 34 With you in the lead Cool And you just earned A point Because you did use your hand So it's one point Yes Okay And, and them's the rules So
0: So let me restart the timer, and you ready?
1: Yes, go all right am I from a drama no from a comedy yes am I from a comedy a nineties comedy um no am I from an eighties comedy yes um is am I from a John Hughes movie no um oof, man my eight night 80s comedy knowledge isn't uh really up to par um is my movie fantastical yes is it like sci-fi ish yes is it back to the future yes am i marty mcfly yes yes <laughs> nice job <laughs> nice job Whew. All right, so that's two points. My hint
0: for that one was going to be "Time Flies." Oh, that because he's Marty McFly.
1: That was a really good hint. I would have gotten that immediately, but I got it anyway.
0: Yes, nice job. So two points for you, sir. All right. All right. Let's uh, trade our last ones. All right. Cards on the foreheads. Yep.
1: And it's your turn, Rob. Hey, hey,
0: dude. Yeah. Where's my card?
1: Your card is on your forehead, right? Oh,
0: okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, am I from a horror movie? No. <laughs> am I a person? Yes. Female? No. Am I from a comedy? No. Fantasy? No. Action?
1: Eh, kind of. Adventure? Yeah, kind of.
0: Uh... Did I say sci-fi already?
1: No, you didn't, but it is a sci-fi movie.
0: Okay. Um, is there violence in this film? Some. Is there slow motion in this film?
1: Not that I recall.
0: Okay, so it's not The Matrix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Hint. Kirk. My Captain Kirk? No.
1: Okay. (laughs) That would have been a little too easy. Yeah. Uh,
0: am I Spock? No. Am I an engineer? No. Am I a doctor?
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: am I a pilot? Kinda. Am I Sulu?
1: No. Um,. You're getting you're getting there, man. Uh, <laughs> uh
0: con? Am I con? Yes, you're yes! con. <laughs> yes. I forgot to ask if I was a good or a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> uh.
1: All right. We both got two points so far.
0: Nice. All right. Oh,
1: why did I take my card off? That was uh, that was yeah. your your card comes off, yep. not mine. All okay. right. it's my turn.
0: Yes, sir. So uh, you ready? Yes. All right, go ahead.
1: All right am i from a 60s movie no 70s no 80s yes okay another 80s movie big surprise from rob uh is it from ghostbusters no is it from uh, a john hughes movie no um john mcclain from die hard no (laughs) is it from die hard (laughs) no is it from an action movie
0: um yes
1: is it from like a sci-fi action movie? Yes. Um, is it an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? No. Is it uh, from Alien?
0: Nope.
1: Um, is it from The Terminator? No. Um. Oh man, sci-fi action 80s. A Blade Runner? Yes. Am I, oh I don't remember his name. The main character in Blade Runner.
0: <laughs> Do I have
1: to know the name of the character? Unfortunately, yes. That's irritating. Uh, well, you can't just like... It's just Harrison Ford. We did. We both did <laughs> Harrison Ford characters, apparently. Uh, man, I wish I could just... Mm, that name. I don't even know if the hint would help me, so I don't know if I should use it.
0: Okay, I'll give you a hint. If you want a hint, I can give you one that's uh, related to the name. Okay. Black And.
1: Black And?
0: Yeah. That's your hint.
1: Black and blue?
0: You have thirty seconds.
1: Uh blue something? Something blue? I don't know. Uh Red? No. White? No. Something white? No. Is blue was I on the right track with blue?
0: No. Not even close. Ah uh, wow, I'm grey? No. It's not a color. Okay, time. It's Black and Decker. It's Rick Deckard Oh uh, well, it's Black and Decker, not Decker. I know. Whatever. Th- <laughs> that's the, that was trying. I was trying to lead you to that answer. That's why it's a hint, right? I yeah. I know it's Black and Decker.
1: <laughs> okay, on. bit of an ob- obscure hint, but
0: all right. What? <laughs> I I listen. I made up that hint because I had to make up that hint and prompt you because you were like, no, no, no. "Why can't I just like not." Know an answer and not get points for it. I want to get points for not knowing it.
1: Oh uh, man, who knows that guy's name? It's just Harrison Ford in Blade yeah. Runner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we tied that game. We got yeah. two points. Nice. Which means I'm still in the lead. Yeah, we're st- we're thirty nine, thirty six. Heck yeah! So that was a. Uh, a rousing episode of Real on reels
1: yeah it's been fun yeah
0: um follow us on twitter and facebook um if you have any suggestions next week uh or next show we will be doing uh another fan listener suggestion um would you like to say what it's gonna, that film yeah
1: is? it's gonna be another french film yes. we're not trying to turn this to into, into a french film podcast but yeah. uh they make some good movies over there so we're gonna do uh led doulos
0: yes I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's uh Jean Pierre Melville directed film. I am looking for I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I've seen a lot of his movies. Um and I've I've got it so Or is I'm,
1: it Les Dulos?
0: Might be Les sure. <laughs> I don't even know the title of the movie. Yeah.
1: That's all right. We'll f- we'll straighten that up. But yeah, if time. you have
0: any suggestions, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Um you can email us at real reels official at gmail dot com. Um we're always looking for suggestions you like suggestions
1: or commentary criticism yeah
0: if you'd like uh i don't know some life advice um there's a timer going off again um <laughs> yeah
1: yeah thanks for listening thank you yeah yeah we'll see you next week yeah at reel Unreals. yeah bye
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah.